Jeremiah chapter 6. A lot of messages that I preach, you know, said I always encourage questions and stuff around here. I like to know what's on people's hearts and I like to know what they're thinking. And, you know, it gives me uh, ideas for subjects to study. And, um, but, you know, sometimes the messages I preach, a lot of messages I preach, you know, Bible studies and things I do, you know, are things that I just did, I did it for myself. And I figured, you know, hey, if I need it, maybe you need it too. If it'll help me, it'll help you too. And, um, one thing, I've talked about this before, that I do every once in a while for entertainment purposes only, is I will go and look and see what my fellow uh, preacher friends and things are saying on Twitter. And it gets pretty funny sometimes. I mean, it sometimes people will get in arguments and things on there that really are really stupid. And I really believe that Twitter was invented to make Baptist preachers look stupid. And they they took the bait. And I'm like, you know, every time I get tempted to even try that, I'm thinking, no, I'll look like an idiot too. And I don't want to look like an idiot if I can help it. I want to you know do my best to uh, save my reputation. And one of the things that I noticed though that you know people that I I guess would associate myself with, um, one thing they like to argue about on there is the old past. Okay, you know we've all heard of the old past, haven't we? In fact, just last summer, our summer theme. Asked for the old paths, wasn't it? And it was based off of Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. And you know what? Almost every single camp meeting I've been to in the last couple of years, it's all kind of had an old paths theme to it. And I've kind of gotten the impression, you know, because I'll hear preachers all the time, they'll get up and they'll read Jeremiah 6, 16. That's our text verse. Now let's go ahead and read it right now. Jeremiah 6, 16. It says, Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. And I've heard a lot of messages preached, and that's, this will be the intro verse. And then, we will hear a message about what the old paths are, and they will tell a lot of stories from you know back in the day when you know people would... On fire for God, and when you had to show up an hour early to get a good seat, and you know, and they and they'll talk about you know glory days and stuff, pretty much, and they'll talk about you know, and, and everybody's got a different idea of what the old paths are. And one time, just you know, recently, I asked myself this question. I said, "What exactly are the old paths?" What, according to Jeremiah six sixteen. What are those old paths he's talking about? Is it something specific? And you know what? I didn't know. And I thought, I've used that verse before. And you know, we've used that theme before, but I'm like, what are the old paths according to Jeremiah 6.16? And so I thought, you know what? Let's go, because on Twitter they're always talking about the old paths. They're always hashtagging it, okay? They're always hashtagging old paths. And if you go on Twitter and you type in hashtag old paths, you can see what everybody's been saying about the old paths. And so I did that. I went and I did that. And I'm going to show you, according to the fellows on Twitter, I won't call them twitheads like I normally do. That sounds mean. But let's see what they've been saying about old paths. And let's see if this is what the old paths are. Because we are going to, tonight, I'm going to prove to you what I believe 
Jeremiah 6.16, those old paths really are. And this stuff I'm reading here, well, I'm gonna, well, I might have a little bit of fun with it. I'm in agreement with what most people, when they talk about the old paths, what they are standing for, I'm with them on it. Okay, I'm in agreement, but is it what Jeremiah 6.16 is talking about? So let's see. Here's one what one person said. It said, be in your place tonight at the Christmas Eve service at 6.30 p.m. You will not be disappointed. Old-fashioned Christmas. Hashtag hymns. Hashtag old paths. Okay. So, being at the Christmas Eve service, that's old paths, right? Uh, except they didn't have Christmas back in Jeremiah 6.16, right? So, uh, I don't know. Here we go. Thankful for God's blessing today with tremendous crowds. Many visitors. People saved and baptized. Still enjoying traveling. The hashtag old paths. Okay, so big crowds. Well, you know, it wasn't always big crowds in the Bible. Um, you know, many people saved and baptized. They didn't baptize people back in Jeremiah 6.16. So, I don't know. I don't know maybe that's not old paths. Um, to all you progressives out there, slow and steady wins the race. Hashtag old pass. Okay, so, so alright, slow and steady wins right. Is that is that what Jeremiah six sixteen is talking about? Not hey, I agree with that. I like the slow and steady approach. <laughs> but is that old pass? According to Jeremiah six sixteen, I don't know. Here we go. Because you know, I've gotten the impression before when I've asked myself when all these preachers are preaching about old paths, I've gotten the impression that it's about people. Because one thing they'll do, they'll all talk about, you know, they'll back, you know, get back to the old past, and then they will tell a story about a preacher from the past, right, old time preacher. And here's one fella; he's got several of these. Today, in 1714, George Whitfield was born. Hashtag old paths. Okay, <laughs> he wasn't around during Jeremiah 6:16, though, was he? In 1714. Uh, here's another one: enjoying lunch with. A pastor, after a great day at Bristoria, British Columbia, a great man of God who never wavers with the old paths. So, okay, he, this guy stays with the old paths, but it doesn't tell us what it is. So, um, and then 72 rode the Mickey bus to church today and heard the true meaning of Christmas. Hashtag old paths. So riding a bus to church. Now, that's often associated with old paths, but here's the thing. They didn't even have buses a hundred years ago, <laughs> so I, I don't know if that I don't know if that's what we're looking for today. In, in 1927, Dr. R. G. Lee preached his first sermon at Bellevue Baptist Church, Memphis, Tennessee. Hashtag old pads. Um, still can recall Lester Roloff singing, "It's a battlefield, brother, not a recreational room." Hashtag old pads. These boys sat in the front row of revival every service in Lexington, North Carolina. Could be the next Moody or Sunday. Hashtag old paths. And he had a picture of a group of boys sitting in the front row. You guys aren't very old paths right there. Y'all are in the second row. Uh, we need, we, y'all need to get back to the old paths. Uh, <laughs> so, today in 1915, Dr. Tom Malone Sr. is born. Hashtag old paths. Today, Dr. Robinson would have been 105. This picture was taken just a few weeks before he graduated to glory. Hashtag old paths. And he had a picture of himself with Dr. Lee Robertson. Uh, today in 1909, Dr. Lee Robertson was born. Hashtag old paths. Today in 1923, Dr. Mays Jackson was born. Hashtag old paths. I think old paths, according to today's definition, is an awful lot about people. But here's the thing. When they were here, was it old paths? You know, I mean, everything was new right at some point. But I, you know, I don't know. 
We're, we're trying to find out what Jeremiah 6.16 Old Paz is. You know, today in 1873, Moody and Sankey conducted the first service in Edinburgh, Scotland Revival. Hashtag Old Paz. For I know what Jesus did for me. Revival-friendly singing and now in Plant City, Florida. Hashtag Old Paz. I don't know what that means. Today in 1862, Billy Sunday was born. Hashtag Old Paz. That's pretty Old Paz, I guess, being born. That's been going on since the beginning of time. <laughs> Just leaving outstanding jubilee service. Can't beat hymns, fellowship, Bible preaching, altar call, and Sunday night church. Hashtag old paths. Uh, <laughs> this is great. I saw a question where they asked a yes or no question. Do I attend movies, listen to rock music, or watch triple X movies? Hashtag old paths. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, apparently, I think he said no. must have said no to all of them. Therefore, he's on the old paths. So, amen. But uh, (laughs) this is great too. I mean, some of this stuff gets funny. I'm not going to say names or anything, but one pastor tweeted, good to be home at my church. Great services. And he had a picture of the crowd from the back. Well, in this picture of the crowd, there was some ladies wearing Santa Claus hats. And another fella, amen preacher, I don't appreciate the Santa Claus hat uh, and beanies worn in God's house, but I'm sure they were visitors. And then the pastor tweeted back, uh, I forgot to mention, those two in particular were ladies who rode the buses from Tyler, Texas on my grandson's route. Amen. And that fellow tweeted back, Amen. Great to hear, preacher. The old paths still work. I don't, you know, it, it's great. Um, I got, you know, enjoyed preaching in a full storefront building tonight in Carrollton, Georgia. Over ten preachers in service. Hashtag old pass. So we get ten preachers in service. We're back in the old pass. Uh, if your message is misty in the pulpit, it's gonna be cloudy in the pew. Hashtag study up. Hashtag preach, preach strong. Hashtag step on toes. Hashtag tag old pass. All right. Today in 1899, D.L. Moody died. Hashtag old paths. <laughs> you know, we're wanting to get educated on what the old paths are. So surely these people know. These are very prominent people uh, who I'm quoting right here. But outside the, of the Bible, the sword of the Lord has been the single greatest resource to my Christian walk. Thankful for the hashtag old paths literature. So, sword of the Lord wasn't around in 16 or in uh, Jeremiah 6:16. 6, I'm 100% for Hiles because he was 100% for God. Hashtag old pass. Hashtag nobody is perfect. Hashtag example. Alright. Extra thankful for the old time hymns today. The new CCM songs are just getting more and more shallow. Hashtag old pass. So, but you know, and hey, I'm agreeing. I like the old hymns. I hate the CCM, but these none of the hymns we sing were around in six. Jeremiah six sixteen. None of them. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. This doesn't help me. Not sure why churches feel the need to use guitars during Christmas programs. The piano's good enough for me. Hashtag old Paz. He must have missed that verse. You know, praise him with the stringed instrument that was in Psalms, which was before Jeremiah six sixteen. Therefore, that's even older old Paz. I never read about a piano in the Bible, but anyway, old Paz. You can go back to guitars. Amen. We don't have traditional services. We have biblical ones. Hashtag old pass. Starting to, dis- <laughs> starting to discover some people on Twitter ain't so encouraging. Hashtag get thee behind me. Hashtag old pads. 
Hashtag gospel gun. <laughs> I... I don't know what that. Uh, so this is fine. I look at this stuff and I just laugh. I think it's hilarious. You know, um, so true. If no one is offended, then you're not preaching. You're just talking. Hashtag old past. So uh, hopefully I offend somebody tonight because we want to stay on the old paths. And uh, but uh, I might have offended you reading those tweets in church. But I. If we, when we look and we see actually what the Jeremiah six sixteen old paths are, and while I'm for most of what they were talking about there, okay, well I'm for you know I, I don't think you know ladies you know don't show up to church in a Santa Claus hat you know I don't, I don't think you ought to do that, uh, but you know while I'm in agreement with with most of these guys and like I said I'm for them uh, they're great people when you study what that when we look and see what the actual old paths of Jeremiah six sixteen are. It's almost an opposite of what they're talking about in there. And so I want us to look. So we looked at the verse, Jeremiah 6.16, asked for the old paths, wherein is the good way? They said, you know, we will not, we will not walk in them. And now, so what, what's going on? What's this talking about? What are these old paths that are being mentioned? And we don't have time to read uh, all of chapters 1 through 6 here in Jeremiah, but we can read, uh, we'll start reading in chapter 2. I'm going to just read some excerpts to try to show you, kind of show you what was going on and some of the things that God had told them before he gets to this old past. And I think it'll be, I, I think it will really help us to see exactly what he's talking about. Just, and so kind of a little, uh, idea of what's going on and where they're at during this time. Israel's already been taken captive and Judah is either about to or had just been taken captive because Israel and Judah were wicked during this time. They had gotten involved in idolatry. I mean, they had done so many wicked things during this time. I mean, they were so off the path it wasn't even funny. They were wicked and God wanted them to go back to the old paths. And so this is this is around the time this is, you know, long after David and Solomon and uh, you know, it's, it's getting there to the end around the time when they were taken captive in Babylon. And so look at Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 1-5. through 5, And we're going to read some excerpts from these chapters. And I think we can see very clearly what the old paths are. And, I, and I'm going to claim it. And when you see these verses, you might think, oh, it's not real clear. But when we look at some other things in the Bible, I think it's very clear what the old paths are. And we definitely want to make sure we stay in the old paths for sure. And so, uh, Jeremiah 2, verse 1, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness in a land that was not sown. Israel was holiness under the Lord, and the firstfruits of his increase, all that devour him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked after vanity, and are become vain? He talks about where they were back when he brought them out of Israel. And they, he says they've gone away from me. They've walked away from me. What they're doing now, it's vain. It's empty. They had distanced themselves from God. Now go to chapter 3 and verse 1. 
They say if a man put away his wife and she go from him and become another man's, shall he return unto her again? Shall not that land be greatly polluted? But thou hast played the harlot with many lovers, yet return again to me, saith the Lord. Lift up thine eyes unto the high places and see where thou hast not been lying with in the ways which uh, hast thou sat for them as the Arabian in the wilderness and thou hast polluted the land and thy whoredoms and with thy wickedness Therefore the showers have been withholden, and there reigneth been no latter rain. Thou hast a whore's forehead, thou refusest to be ashamed. Wilt thou not from this time cry unto me, my father? Thou art the guide of my youth. Will he reserve his anger forever? Will he keep it to the end? Behold, thou hast spoken and done evil things that thou couldst. And we don't have time to go through this whole chapter. But jump down to verse 22. It says, Return ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. He says, You have you've went against me. You have left me. You have played the whore with all these other gods and things that are out there. And he wanted them to come back to him. He wanted them to be, go back to having a relationship with Him and allowing Him to be their God. And then Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 1, If thou wilt return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto Me. And if thou wilt put away thine abominations out of My sight, then shalt thou not remove. He's, saying, he's wanting them to return. He's asking them to return. Then verse 14, O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness that thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy thoughts... Lodge within thee. So we see here throughout Jeremiah chapter 1 through 6, God is trying to get Israel and trying to get Judah to come back to him. He's saying, Come back. Come back to loving me. Come back to serving me. And then in Jeremiah 16, 6 16, thus saith the Lord, standing in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. And after that, and I know it might not seem real clear, but what I believe Jeremiah six sixteen is talking about is the old paths. Specifically, when he said, "Ask for the old paths," what he was basically telling them is, "Go back to loving me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Go back to loving the Lord with all your heart, soul." mind, and strength. And I think we can see evidence of this through several things in the Bible. And so go to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. I believe we can kind of find proof of this. Alright, so we're asking for the old paths, right? Okay, so which one of... My, I'm going to ask a dumb question here, okay? This isn't a trick question. It's, it's, there's an easy answer. Which one of my children are the oldest? Alright, Tommy, and what would he be known as? The firstborn, right? The firstborn? Okay. The firstborn's usually the oldest in the family, right? Yeah, they always are, okay? The firstborn is always the oldest, okay? So what would be the oldest commandment? Well, be the first commandment, right? The first commandment? Well, what's the first commandment? And that is, thou shalt not have no other gods. Before me. Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. And the Lord spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. The first three commandments of the Bible are all concerning you know, loving God and worshiping God. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. 
Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. The first commandment is to not have any other gods. God is first. God gets first place in our life. God is the one that we are supposed to love the most. God is the one that should be the focal point of our life. And if we don't, and that is the first commandment, that is the old commandment, and I believe that the old paths is basically the first thing, the oldest commandment, and that's loving the Lord. If we don't keep the first commandment, we're going to be in danger of forgetting why we do the things that we do. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to show you a lot more evidence, I think, to prove that that's what God's talking about. But Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Now these are the commandments and statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all His statutes and His commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt therefore fear the Lord thy God and serve Him and swear by His name, and ye shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. We see here in this passage, we see that loving the Lord with all our heart and soul and mind. And He says, make sure you do this and you teach it diligently. Otherwise, it's only going to be a matter of time and you are going to forget. When God blesses you, you're going to forget the Lord your God. You're going to forget that most important thing. And then it goes on to talk about how God is a jealous God. God doesn't share. He doesn't share His glory with anyone. He wants first place. He deserves first place. He's worthy of it. And He told them, do not forget it. I am God, I am the focal point. And you know the truth is, there's many people today who are doing a lot of the other commandments. They're doing a lot of they're walking in the hashtag old paths. But you know what? They've forgotten the real old paths. They've forgotten the first commandment to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And as a result of that, they are forgetting God. And now they are not keeping the commandments of God anymore. Well, one thing you see throughout the Bible is you see usually you see people stop loving God before they start breaking all the commandments. 
and then, and they forget God, then they start breaking all the commandments. Why do they break the commandments after that? Because they forget why they are keeping the commandments. And there's people today, they're going to churches, and boy, they know how to talk, they know how to act, they know how to dress, they know all the things they're supposed to do, but they forgot the Lord their God, and they ask, they're asking themselves, why am I doing these things? Why, why am I going to church? I'm not having fun. Why am I doing these things? You know, it, it's no fun. I could have more fun at the movie theater tonight than being at church. And why am I doing it? And they forgot God, and so now those then they get rid of all those commandments. They and if you leave the first works, it's going to happen. People forget. People forget why they're supposed to go soul winning. We're supposed to go soul winning. Not just because God told us to. We're supposed to go soul because we love God. We want to tell people about the God we serve. We want to please God. We love Him. We want to be obedient. And people, they forgot. They've forgotten God. And so it's like, you know what? We're not, you know, we can go out, we can knock a hundred doors. This, you can, you can knock a hundred doors this week and not get one visitor. And if you forget God, if you're not loving God, if you're not just doing it out of obedience, you're going to be like, what's the point? It doesn't work anymore. There, we're not getting any results from this. You'll have somebody slam the door in your face. You'll have somebody cuss you out. And you're going to be like, what's the point? Why do this? I'm just aggravating people. But if you're doing it because you love God, you don't care. It doesn't matter. People, they've forgotten why they're supposed to be separated. Why am I doing these things anymore? It's an inconvenience. People look at me funny. You know, People think I'm crazy. People think I'm weird. Why can't I just do what everybody else does? And you forgot that you were doing it. You were, originally, you were supposed to be doing it because of your love for God. Prove you're separated. Just like we wear a wedding ring that shows that we, hey, we belong to somebody else. It shows separation. I'm separated. I'm showing my separation from the singles crowd by wearing this ring, aren't I? And we can we can show by outward things that we are separated to God, that we're we're a holy people. God's told us to do that, but you know, we forget God, and so what's the point of doing this anymore? Why 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 do we care? When we stop loving God, you automatically start loving the world. First John two fifteen, you know, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you, when you stop loving God, you will start loving the world, and the love of the world will cause you to stop loving God. The love of God will cause you to stop loving the world, and that first work of loving God will it will keep you in line. It will keep you on the hashtag old pass. If you if you do the old real old paths of loving God, we got preachers they either pull their hair out. Why is everybody straying from the old paths? Why are they all getting away from this? Why are they going this modern way? Why is everybody going so liberal? Why? Because they got off the old paths of loving God. They were doing all that. They were all doing all the hashtag old paths. They were doing all the things. They looked the part. They acted the part. They sang the whole old hymns, but they were doing it for the wrong reasons. They were doing it because that's just what was expected of them. Maybe that was what was kind of forced on. They weren't doing it because they loved the Lord, and so they got away from that. And if when we love God, the other things I believe will fall into place. And so, though I think proof that's that the old paths of Jeremiah six sixteen. Is that commandment of loving God is because it is it's the first of the Ten Commandments. But also I think Jesus verifies this in Matthew chapter twenty two. Go to Matthew twenty two. 
Matthew chapter 22 and verse 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Here he called it. He called it the first commandment, and he called it the great commandment. In the Bible, sometimes it talks about great commandments. That means ones that are mentioned a lot. And then there's the least commandments that we're also supposed to obey. Whosoever shall obey these least commandments and will teach others, they'll be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We're supposed to keep the commandments that are only mentioned one time. That would be known as least commandments. But we're also supposed to keep the great commandments that are mentioned over and over and over again. And the greatest commandment, the one that is mentioned the most times in the Bible, is the first commandment, loving the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That is the oldest. That is the first. That is the most repeated. Therefore, it is the greatest commandment. That Jesus confirmed it there. I believe in Matthew chapter 25. This is the greatest. And then in verse 39, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. After the great one, after the first one, there's the second one. It's the second one, it's the second greatest, and it's loving your neighbor. And on these two hang all the law and the prophets. And the Ten Commandments, if you love God, you'll keep those first four. If you love your neighbor, you'll keep the other six. And they're, they're summed up in those two things. However, as much as you should love your neighbor, you should even more love God. That comes first. That is the great commandment. It's the first. It's the oldest. And the first, since it's the first, that automatically makes it the oldest. And if it's the greatest, that would make it the most important. So, that's, I mean, that is the main thing we need to be worried about. And also, we're reminded again, I believe, of this very same thing. Go to Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2. So we looked at it kind of in the middle of the Bible. We looked at the beginning of the Bible. We looked at it now towards the end of the Bible. Look at Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1. Under the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Do you see that? He said, do the first work. This church here, they were doing everything else. I mean, he didn't say one bad thing about anything they were actually doing. If he would have went, if Jesus would have went to this church, I mean, he would have been pleased with their music. He would have been pleased with the way they looked. He would have been pleased with the works of these people. I mean, these people, they were, they were on the old paths. This was an old paths church. They were doing all the outsides. I mean, they did. They were playing the old hymns. 
They sang it as well with my soul in their church, even though they hadn't read it then. You know, they did it. They used a piano instead of a guitar. You know, they, I, they did all the outward stuff, but Jesus said, go back and do the first works. The old works. The old paths. Get back to the old paths. Get back to loving Me. And He told them, He said, if you don't, I will remove your candlestick. And that candlestick represents the church. And did you know there are churches all over America that are doing all... the They're using the right book. They're teaching the right doctrine. They got all the right rules in their church. They got the right works. They're on the old, the hashtag old paths, but they're dying. And they're closing their doors. You know why? I believe because they're not keeping the first works. God's not going to let you put that other stuff before Him. God wants us to do all the other things. God wants us on the hashtag old paths. He's for most of that stuff that we talked about. But at the same time, that should never take priority over Him. God's not impressed one bit. You know, God wants you out soul winning because you love Him and you want to be obedient. Not so you can find somebody you can win to the Lord and you can take a picture that you can tweet to all your friends. And unfortunately, that happens quite a bit. God wants you to be at the altar and praying, and but not so you can take a picture of it and have that be your picture on Twitter. So people don't get kidding yet. People do that. <laughs> I was just looking at it. And people, they're doing all these good things, these outward things, you know, to be seen of men, like the Pharisees. You know, the, Jesus talked about some of the things that they did. They were good things. They were good things, but the heart wasn't right. They didn't love God, and I believe that that's why a lot of good churches that are—I mean—they're down the line doctrinally are falling apart and are dying. That the Holy Spirit is nowhere near that place is because they've forgotten the first works. They don't—they don't love God like they're supposed to. The works mean nothing if we don't love God. Remember what the Apostle Paul said, you know, if I uh, if I you know I have faith that can move mountains and I he's talking about all these things if I do, but I have not charity. What, you know, what, is, what good is it? It's nothing. I'm a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And let me tell you, there's some people out there, there's some Christians, boy, they know how to sound good. They can get up and they can sing the old hymns and boy, it sounds beautiful. It really sounds great. They look the part. Boy, they I mean they just they look like a great Christian, but in their heart they don't have the love for God like they're supposed to have. And God sees that, and you know what? God gets jealous. God gets God doesn't get jealous, does he? Yes, he does. God said, "What God, whose my name, said, my name is jealous, with a capital J. God gets very jealous, you know, and He has a right to. He absolutely has a right to. If I saw one of my children go up to one, you know, you men here, and it's like, hi, Dad, I love you. Whoa, I'm your dad. You don't. I'm going to get jealous, and I have a right. You know what? Because that's my kid. I have a right to do that, and we." We belong to God. He's the one that saved our soul. He's the one that we're supposed to be serving. Not me. There's a lot of people and church members today, they're doing a lot of the outward things because their preacher tells them they should. And they're doing it 
only to impress the preacher. They do it when the preacher's looking. If the preacher's not there, if the preacher's not looking, they don't care. They're doing it for the preacher. You think God is going to let you do that? You know, you know, try, God's going to be pleased if you're trying to impress me instead of trying to please Him? God's not okay with that at all. And I'm saying all this too because I'm, I've been talking about it starting next week. I'm planning on Sunday mornings doing a series on separation. Now, we're going to go in the Bible look at what the Bible says about separation. And you know what? Yeah, it does deal with some outward things. But the last thing I ever want to happen around here is for everybody to start doing outward stuff just for me. Just to impress me. If you're not doing it for God, don't do it. Just don't even do it because if you're doing it for me, God's going to get jealous over that. And God's not going to be God's not going to be pleased with it. God's not going to be impressed. God God is not going to be pleased with us if we're doing all the other stuff right, but we're not loving Him like we're supposed to. If our motivation isn't Him, if our motivation is just impressing all of our Twitter friends instead of pleasing God, God's not going to be okay with that. God is not going to bless the things we do. The outward appearance it means nothing. If we don't love God, it means absolutely nothing. And if it, listen, if it was about the outward things, then you know what? The Mormons have us beat. The Amish have us beat. I mean, even the Muslims have us beat. <laughs> they, you know, they go way, they go way overboard for their gods. And you know, it, that's not the most important thing. It's definitely not the first thing. The first thing is loving God. It's absolutely loving God. And I don't want you to think that I'm saying we don't need to worry about anything else. There are places out there, I mean, they worry like crazy about their music. And hey, we ought to worry about our music. We ought to want to have you know, Christ-honoring music here. But it's not even so much because they're worried, is this going to upset God? It's because they're worried about upsetting the Pharisees in the church. I mean, really, okay, you know, if some little girl gets up and sing in church, and you know, she maybe sliding her notes a little too much, you know, because maybe she's listened to a little bit too much, I don't know, Hannah Montana, whoever girls are listening to. <laughs> you know, a lot of times that, that, you know, they don't know any better. That's not what they've heard. But you tell that young child is singing from their heart to the Lord. Do you think God's going to look at them and be like, you know, boy, you see the way she kind of shook her hips there in that song or the way she slid her notes? I'm horrified. No, God sees the heart on that. God sees, He sees the heart. And many times, people in churches will freak out because they're afraid of upsetting the Pharisees. And I'm not saying we ought to have somebody up here, you know, wiggling their hips and you know, singing the wrong kind of stuff, but you know, we ought to be more worried about, hey, is this coming from the heart? Is this person sincere? I've heard some people that they do every little thing right. They stand perfectly still. They don't hold a microphone. They keep a real pious look on their face. They might even look up in the sky. And they will sing their song. And they will do it all perfect. And they get done. And if you tell them they did a good job, praise the Lord. You know what? You can be just as proud doing that as anybody else. There's more than one way to be arrogant. There's more than one way to be proud. And you know what? They love themselves just as much 
as a Southern Gospel guy dancing around, putting on his, doing his little show. I mean, it, they, it's, it needs to be from the heart. That's the most important thing. That's the first work. And if we're not doing that, then who cares? About all the other stuff, you know. I want us to do good in all the other stuff. I want us to have, you know, the right kind of soul winning program and the right kind of everything else, the right kind of music. I want us to have that. I care very much about those things. But if y'all don't love God like you're supposed to, if you're just doing this because you want to impress me or you don't want me on your case or you don't want me preaching a message on purpose that'll step on your toes, then we're doing it for the wrong reason and we're going to make God jealous. And I believe. That we need to, all of us, we need to make sure that we get on the old paths, that we stay on the old paths. It's one thing I appreciate about this church. You know, we don't have, you know, all the fun activity centers and, you know, programs and things these others, you know, a lot of other churches have. You know, we don't have daycares and schools and things that we can threaten to take away from you. If you don't give your tithes and offerings, if you don't show up, if you don't do this, if you don't, we don't have any of that. You know what? If you decide tonight I'm out of here and I'm never coming back, there's nothing I can do about it, is there? What am I? Fine. You don't get to put any money in our offering anymore. <laughs> what do I have? I have I have nothing. I'm not going to go to your house with a gun and make you come. You can call the cops and I'll go to jail for that. If anything is motivating you to come here, hopefully. It's that you believe this is where God wants you. And you're doing it for Him. Not just for me. And if you are, if you're doing what you're doing because of your love for God, then you're on the old paths. That is the old paths that we've got to stay on. That is the old paths. If you're off it, that you need to return to. You need to get back to doing the first works, keeping the first commandment, keeping the great commandment, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if you do, if you do those things, I believe the other things will fall into place. Because here's the thing. You can keep God's commandments and not love Him like you should. But you cannot love God without keeping His commandments. The Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Hereby we know that we love the Father when we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous. A lot of people say, I love God, but I don't keep His commandments. I'm doing the first works. Okay, if you're doing the first works, you'll do the second works too. But if you're just doing the second works, that's not okay. That's not okay. And you'll only do the second works for so long. Eventually, you're going you're gonna to go another direction. You're going to do another thing. And I'm afraid most of these hashtag old paths are the second works. If you're following people, you know, Billy Sunday was born today. Hashtag old paths. I want to be on the old paths. I'm going to follow Billy Sunday. Old paths is following God. Loving God first. If you're following Billy Sunday or Jack Hiles or D.L. Moody, whatever, you're not on the old paths. And God's upset and God is going to be jealous. And we need to get it in our head. That is what the old paths is. Keeping the first commandment. So with that, I want us to all stand together with the heads bowed and eyes.